You're listening to DraftKings Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In this excerpt from today's episode of Pablo Torre Finds Out, which is different from yesterday's episode of Pablo Torre Finds Out, which is all about the comedy album that Muhammad Ali got nominated uh, for a Grammy for recording in 1964, which kind of birthed rap music and also Muhammad Ali himself. Um, That was yesterday. It's really good with Justin Tinsley. Check that out. Um, This is different from that. Um, It's also just an excerpt from today's episode. You should know that, too. And in this excerpt, this taste, uh, I give you Mina Kimes and Dan Levitard and a way better Elmo than Jeff Passan. That's right. F*** you, Passan. We got a new Elmo. You will forgive me after we've talked about discipline and organization that the article I was supposed to have in front of me to tell you who wrote it and what it's about is not in front of me because I left it near a sandwich outside. However, the article uh, points out in the New York Times that what happened when Elmo simply asked the Internet on what used to be known as Twitter, how's everyone doing out there? The response, the the clinginess of the Internet responded with a sadness, an acidic well of unhappiness that basically told Elmo that everyone is in a deep, deep acid pit of despair. And I know that this isn't surprising. I know that uh, many people on the internet are not merely addicted to the internet, but are also addicted to the ability to show some of their personalities on their internet, have a voice they might not have in other parts of their life. And the part I wanted to talk to you guys about, because I believe social media is the single uh, largest untreated addiction 
that we have in the globe where people aren't paying attention to the fact that we kind of like this thing even though it makes us unhappy. And if you live in this thing and addicted to your devices, you will find more and more unhappiness. Why are you laughing, Mina? Because this is a story about Elmo and I've gone dark on it. because I No, because while you were talking, I picked up my phone to look at the article because you didn't remember it. And then my fingers, like literally, it was like an out-of-body experience switched over to Twitter. <laughs> just your addiction. Okay. I literally this just is, instinct drove this, them. Sorry. This is a podcast and also an intervention. Yeah. And so, but I want to, I, I want to talk. I need it. I want to talk about what's happening all over the globe in a way that we all understand. If we were all wandering around addicted to heroin, we would understand that there was a health consequence to this. And yeah. if we're wandering around addicted to something that foments so much unhappiness that it metastasizes when an Elmo character merely asks how you're doing, this has to be treated. Unhappiness, mental health combined with an addiction, all of this, even through a cartoon character, should alarm us on what's happening in the world right now where people are everything from broke to broken. And I, I just find it all uh, disheartening. And I have found, because I can't frisbee my iPad into the ocean and just be done with it, that I am consistently with a feeling of a film of anxiety on me that's not normally there because... Are you doing it again, Mina? Are you back in? Are you You're the only person I know who uses their iPad to look at social media? <laughs> Am I? I'm the, I'm, I'm the only person. Frisbeeing your Dan, iPad. Dan into the is ocean. at a concert videotaping it with an iPad. He is it's that just, guy. It's Absolutely. just a bigger screen. I need a bigger screen because I'm not just old. I'm not just old technologically. I need a bigger screen with bigger fonts. The phone's like too small. My hand's too big. Whatever he sends texts and it's always an adventure to what what account yeah. is it going to come from? Oh I assume if it comes from your G email, it's you've typed it on your iPad. And all you got to know about is email. This is about this is not is what that this is AOL. about. Oh, stop it! I've got a Metal Arc Media email now. I've got a Metal Arc. I've I've graduated from AOL. But occasionally, I'll slip in there if I'm on the iPad. <laughs> That's, not what, That's not, not what this is about. That's not what this is <laughs> Stay on point. Do not point your finger at me and laugh at me. Do not do not point and AOL. God damn you. We're interrupting Dan's presidential campaign speech. I'm just by laughing I, at him. I am I wrong? Am I did you not read the no, story? So, but, so, 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 stories so, don't make me sad. They don't make me sad. This one made me sad. It's just very on the nose. Like all of this is is clearly the thing that I talked about sports before is like sometimes you do something often enough such that you immediately know what's bullshit or not. You don't have to fake being um, informed about it. We all know this is real. <laughs> and it does take a cartoon character to be like, yeah, the 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 the. The, 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 the what? The, the accidental therapist where everybody's actually saying the truth while joking? Earlier I was talking about time management. I think we have to say, everyone has to be very, like everybody. If you are concerned about time management, you have to explicitly reckon with the way time management affects your, or sorry, social media affects your productivity and strategize around it. I think the same thing applies with mental health, sadness, the way being on our phones affects our brains. 
there needs we there needs to be more education around this. There we need to be strategic around it. It feels like for the last 15 years or so, it's kind of been the Wild West where this thing has slowly taken over our lives, but nobody has we haven't had that many conversations about how to deal with it, how to regulate it, how to be more careful with it. And I feel like now it feels like we're kind of beginning to think about it. Like I Pablo, I I have a kid now. I hope that in school, this is taught. Like, I hope that teachers yep. are thinking about it. I hope that mental health people are thinking about it because everything is different now. Uh, and you can't just take it for granted that you can go on living your life the way we did before when the way we interact with the world is so different. Well, the scare- Dan, the scariest thing that happens um, as the father of a daughter um, is, is just how immediately obvious... Um, operating an iPad yeah. is to her, right? It's old people and little kids who love tablets and it's just intuitive and it's intuitive. And that that belies, I think, the larger truth, which is that human beings, despite that ease, we're not meant neurologically to consume information like this. I just can't come up with any other answer other than we weren't meant to be like this but but it Even is the most time managed people like mina we're not meant to manage all of these morsels of information i think that's revealing oh, about beyond, who can handle this beyond that though right because if you have a parenting blind spot and i don't have kids but i would imagine that these devices are excellent babysitters and you should be disciplined about how early you put this in a child's hands but when we were talking about this a moment ago and i was thinking of the effect that it had it has had on me as someone from the aol age who is a formed adult if it's this corrosive and contaminated to someone who knows what he wants and needs at this age, what is the impact of this thing on teenagers? What is the impact of this thing on younger people? When you talk about not having the tools, the education to properly identify this, if I told the audience right now, do you realize that everyone listening to this that you know is addicted to something we know is at least in part unhealthy, if it was anything other than social media, there would be alarms going off all across the globe on this is a huge crisis. This is a crisis for future generations because this is so corrosive and it is so unknown in spots that we are rotting our young people because I'm telling you I have difficulty with it when I'm a you know an otherwise confident formed adult that finds myself plagued by certain anxieties that weren't there before. They just weren't there that this thing is responsible for. It is still unappreciated, I think, how significant of a problem it is, to your point, Dan. Um, and I, just speaking for myself, like I, there have been points, there was a point last year where some people were making videos about me or whatever, and I was looking at it and I broke down in tears. I remember I was, I was about to go for a run and I sat down and I opened my phone and I looked at it and I started crying. And then I, I remember I called m my friend, Michael Jr. And he kind of talked me down. And, and after that, I changed it so I could no longer see what people I don't follow say about me. And I you not, it probably in, like increased my happiness for, from that point on by like 20 
five percent in in real life. And I, I bring up this example to to sort of, I guess, get at where I think we have to go, which is we need people, experts, teachers, parents, whatever, to develop these types of strategies for everyone. That that that's just a concrete example of something I I had to have like an intervention in how I use the internet because it was affecting my mental health. I think those sorts of strategies are needed for children, teenagers, adults, um, because it feels like a crisis to me. It, 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 it makes me long <laughs> to come full circle here for the days of AOL. Yeah. Where there were like walls around our audience. One of the issues, of course, is that like everybody's perpetually talking to people they don't mean to talk to. And we're now also overhearing conversations that in Mina's case, we're deliberately meant to torture her. But even the ones that aren't targeted at us can be exhausting and affect how... There was that chart recently that was staggering about Gen Z uh, men and women, boys and girls, just the political divergence of boys becoming conservative, girls becoming liberal along these just standard political axes. And I have to imagine that just the way that the algorithm is sorting us like an evil sorting hat, um, we don't want that. We don't want that degree of difference. Um, and it reminds me that like uh, Michael Jr., is a great uh, person to call in that circumstance. Um, and and he's maybe second only to this person. Elmo wants to know why everyone is so angry. Elmo has been pondering the secret sadness hiding inside everyone living in modern society. And what Elmo wants is everyone to be happy. But we live in a dystopia where everyone assumes everyone is lying. And the only thing I believe is that everyone is sad. It makes Elmo regret capitalism. Elmo wants to burn capitalism to the ground. Who will join Elmo in the revolution? Because Elmo is tired of this shit. Whoa. Whoa. Chris, <laughs> nailed that. I mean, sorry, Elmo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my, my, my bad, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. That was shockingly good. Shockingly good. Not as good as my cookie monster. God. 10 takes. It only took 10 takes. <laughs> <laughs>